Welcome to the Heart of Dad podcast. Heart of Dad is a podcast for entrepreneurs who are passionate about their families and business and looking to find more clarity, more balance and more alignment in all areas of their life. Come and join the community at heartofdad.com or on Facebook at groups forward slash heartofdad. Dad, I'm interviewing Ankush Jain. Ankush is a coach and author based in London, England, and most importantly, he recently became a proud father to his first child, a baby boy. So, this week on Hearts of Dad, I'm delighted to be introducing Ankush Jain. Hi, Ankush. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. So, um, Ankush, can you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and um, yeah, introduce yourself so for people who don't know you already. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, you could call me a coach, a life coach, a business consultant. Uh, last year I became an author and uh, very recently I became a dad for the very first time. Fantastic. How old's your, your boy now? So at the time of recording this, he's just around three months old uh, and he's a uh, changed so much in such a short time but i'm sure everyone can relate to that oh yeah it's incredible isn't it how, how much that change goes uh funnily enough i was looking this morning we we kept a book um uh, writing down things after uh, a few weeks because we realized that change was happening so much and my, my boy's five now and i was just looking back this morning chuckling at some of the things that that we noticed uh, as, as he evolved and um yeah it's, it's, it's a wondrous thing Absolutely, absolutely. So, so perhaps we can start with the business first, um, because you haven't been a life coach forever, uh, as, as I know well. Do you want to tell people a little bit about your, your journey into life coaching? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I got into this 2012, I think, when I first started taking on clients. Um, before that, I had a, a corporate job for, for quite some time. And um, I was always very passionate about coaching. I was very passionate about personal development, very passionate about improving myself, so to speak. And anything that was in that realm of pop psychology or personal development, I was very interested in. And uh, at work, I volunteered to try and go on as much training as I could. And outside of work, I was, you know, really only had one hobby, which was this. Hmm. and um and spent quite a lot of money i think when i was 25 years old i hired my first coach for a few thousand pounds um and i would travel literally all around the world and you know on my holidays so i was a bit odd that way um but uh, i mean i only i didn't only do that but i did use certainly a lot of my holidays for for co- for courses and coaching and certainly the older i got that that happened more and more um and then I, I never really considered doing it as a profession. It was always my hobby. It was something I did and enjoyed on the side. Uh, but in 2012, I had, you know, one of those eureka moments. Um, one day I was cooking and, and the, the flash of insight came to me that, you know, m- maybe I should do coaching for a living. Um, and it just felt really right. And at the time I had been thinking about my next career move and, what I wanted to do next and I'd considered all sorts of things from staying in the profession but moving abroad through to changing professions but I'd never really considered coaching until it 
until it occurred to me in that moment. Um, and then, and then I just set out getting trained and I, I did that for a couple of years and took on a few clients here and there. And after a couple of years, it had started to grow and I, uh, decided to quit my, my full-time job and, um, and do this full-time. And that was at the start of 2015 is when I started that. So it's been, it's been over five years now. Fantastic. And um, what what sparked your interest in, in personal development? Do you have a, a sense of where that where that searching came from? I know exactly where it came from. Um, I uh, I didn't really think there was much wrong with me per, per se, but um, I, I certainly was was fairly insecure and um, wasn't the most confident person. Um, but but I saw kind of I remember at a very young age I joined this youth group and i became a leader in this youth group um and i started to develop in confidence and confidence and grow and that happened through my teens and so i i i became open to the possibility that people could change and and then when i got to university you know the thing that i think most most guys are interested in at that age is is girls <laughs> rather than your studies um and i and i absolutely sucked in that domain um, and so one of my friends introduced me to some some material to to do better with women, which was very manipulative um, and and didn't really call to me too much. But there were a few nuggets in there that um, when I cut through the manipulation and said, oh, well, that, that's interesting. And, and things like just just making eye contact. And uh, I mean, it didn't really only apply to women. It applied everywhere because I used to walk through the world staring at my feet um and for people who know me now and especially know know what i do that that might sound very surprising um but i was very very shy very scared and um couldn't face the world and so when i started making eye contact you know initially with women um and or making a bit more eye contact so i was so afraid of doing that it, it kind of had an impact elsewhere in my life and um so then i got into more and more personal development and i remember one of the first things i read was something along the lines of if you want to have a really great woman in your life you know you need to be a great guy and so this thing that i read pointed me towards kind of personal development as opposed to manipulation or trying to trick women and, and it really started my my journey into into that into personal development into you know be, being more than I was being at the time. So, so I mean, that's a really interesting story, and, and obviously knowing more about you now, and you know, we've chatted a few times over the last couple of years. Um, I imagine your view about personal development has has evolved, if not changed, quite radically. Um, do you want to say a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because it's very easy to dismiss what I've done before. Mm. um based on what i know now and, and certainly my views have changed but i don't regret anything and i really value the journey that i've been on um you know and i think this is a really important point because i think this seems to be a fashion certainly with with what i see online in certain communities to disparage what what came before that right mm. so i know it, it, there's now quite a few people um, disparaging the personal development community um, because they feel that it uh, it starts with the premise that you're broken or something's wrong with you and so you need to develop yourself 
to to be better than what you are and where i work with people now is the starting point is you're not broken um i mean that was the whole point of the book that i that i released and published last year was we're, we're born perfect and whole and if you look at very small children they don't have any issues with creativity or confidence or um you know being in the present moment a lot of what we look for as adults they have in spades and yet um i learned a lot through that journey in my 20s and um and i think if i hadn't you know i don't think i could have shortcutted that you know i, I think you can shortcut some of it for, for sure but um you know everything that we go through we, we go through um, and and can be useful to us and i've gone back recently and looked at things that i had read years ago or or listened to years ago and yes my viewpoint is very different now and whilst um i i wouldn't i wouldn't you know i, I would share things in a certain way differently now i still feel i still find value in some of the stuff and and this to be honest was was exactly how i approached it in the first place matt you know you know the, there was a mantra from from some coaches who I used to follow back in the day who were like you know take what works and discard the rest and i've always followed that that kind of path whatever i've come across and so like i said from day one looking at some stuff with regards to women I, there was stuff in there that was back then i didn't like and i thought was manipulative um but i was able to look past that and go right is there something in here that can help me oh yes there is let me take that and so um yes my views change in terms of that whole the, the biggest thing was about the, the piece about being broken and, and fixing yourself or, or improving yourself versus coming back to home or coming back to to how we were born but uh, but but i wouldn't like to say that there was nothing of value in in what i learned before because that's certainly not the case mm, i think it's, it's a really really great point you're making and you know i certainly echo that you know i, I went on a long personal development journey through uh, classic therapy and, and all the rest before uh, I came to uh, the approach that, that we both share these days. And um, I don't think I would have got where, I don't think I would be where I am today had I not been through that, that process. Um, I mean, just, you know, you alluded to kind of the, the, the perfection in a sense of children. And I'm wondering like what, you know, now that you're a dad and with, a, with such a young, child um you know what you've been seeing in your child that has um either reflected or, or deepened your understanding of you know, how we should how we're born into the world well i mean he's just a really great uh teacher for me um you know he, he's uh, I mean, i'm sure every dad thinks this but he's he's a gorgeous little kid and it's so amazing to me how he keeps coming back to the present moment you know and he can be bawling his eyes out one minute um I, I have this quite heavy watch that i wear and i remember once i was feeding him and where the, my hand was i kept smacking the back of his head with, with this heavy watch <laughs> which uh which obviously wasn't very nice for him and and i did it by accident a couple of times i'm not a monster and um you know and he, and he started he started bawling and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And I kind of carry feed and he forgot and he was fine. And then I did it a second time and I was like, oh no, this, you know, need and I took the watch off. And and I thought, God, if if he was, you know, an adult or something, or he thought like an adult, 
you know, you could hold a grudge against me. Like, you know, you hit me on the back of the head. I remember last time you did this, right? There'd be a whole story around it. Um, but he doesn't. He's just so completely loving and so present. You know, it, the past is a past and he just moves forward. And there've been times where I've been upset or, um, you know, not thinking clearly and I'll see him and he's so present that it just reminds me that, you know, I'm just caught up in my, in my own head in that, in that moment. And it's easy to just drop it, you know? So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really cherishing. I mean, like I say, he's only three months old at the moment, but I'm really cherishing this time. Um, and I've seen it with my nieces. Um, I think up to about three, four years old, they tend to be this way and then it starts to change. Mm. So, um, so, so I'm, I'm really, really cherishing these moments with him because just as much as I'm teaching him, he's, he's certainly teaching me. And, um, he, he's also an inspiration for me. I'm, I'm sure other dads feel this too, that, um, you know, I want to be better or I want to be, um, the best that I can for him, you know, and, and be a role model for him and, and set, you know, it's very easy. I think, you know, maybe not so much now, but in years gone by, it was do what I say, don't, you know, mm -hmm. rather than look at what I do. And, and that's certainly changing. You know, I think the thing that speaks loudest to, to anyone and certainly children is, you know, how we act. So uh, if I want him to be kind and loving and, uh, and I'm not kind and loving, well, he'll pick up on that. And if I want to be, I want him to be um, confident and uh and and uh not not hold back then uh then i've got to model that too so uh he's certainly an inspiration to me mm. yeah that's beautiful it, it kind of brings to mind actually another question i had for you ankush which was you know what what kind of imprint did your dad have on you um as a father and, and how's that influenced you um you know, either for good or bad as to to, to be the dad you are now yeah, you know, it's I've had a really interesting relationship with my father. Um, you know, in hindsight, he wasn't a bad dad uh, at all. Um, you know, he 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 was away a lot for business. You know, he he ran his own business, um, and he worked hard to provide for the family. Um, but I, I I wasn't I don't remember feeling extremely close with my dad. Although, you know, they were you know he they would take us out and. Uh, you know, as, as kids going to, you know, always every weekend we'd, we'd, we'd go somewhere and family certainly important to my dad, which I guess has, has rubbed off on me. But, you know, certainly in my teenage years, I, I, I felt a bit more distant from him. And then up into my 20s, I loved my dad, but um, I could never tell him that I loved him. Mm. You know, it felt weird to say it and we, we just didn't have that relationship. Um, but then my, his younger brother, my uncle, passed away. I think I was 26, 25, 26 years old, something like that. And he passed away and, and I went over, they lived in Canada, and I went over for the funeral and really to support my dad. And, um, you know, I, I looked at my cousins and realized they're never going to be able to tell their dad that they love them, that they love him. And, and so that really changed things for me. I really saw it as an opportunity. I saw it as a kind of message from the universe that, look, you don't know how long he's going to be around for. You've only got one dad. And so that kind of started off a bit of a journey to, to improve my relationship with him, which we have. You know, we've got a really great relationship now. 
and it's it's given me a different um you know viewpoint looking back at you know how he was with us and he was always doing doing the best and it can be he could have been a he, he sometimes really lax and in other ways he's very very much a disciplinarian and I, I didn't used to like that but again now I see he was he was just trying to do things to help me um and uh you know his dad passed away I think so my grandfather passed away when he was 57 and I and I remember when my dad hit 57 that whole year I was just thinking he might die um and, and which was crazy but um but, but it, it certainly made me appreciate him more and and now that I'm a dad again it gives me a different again a different um appreciation for for him and what what he did so uh, it it's it's kind of been it's kind of been topsy turvy a little bit you know going from from you know all kids love their dads and i remember when i was younger wanting to be like him and then going through a phase of not being very close and and probably resenting him for a little bit um and and then now coming back full circle really so uh uh, I keep that in mind with with my son and 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 try and cherish the moments I have with him as much as I can, although it can be it can be easier said than done um and and already, even though he's very young, you know I know I don't own him, I'm here to guide him, and at a certain point he's going to go off and be his own man and and um do his own thing and and maybe that includes having a family and so um y- you know that uh that I I will probably have moments with him at some point where I'm going to fall out with him and him, he'll fall out with me. But uh, to try and not take that too seriously and and just come back and come back and enjoy each other. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I really can resonate with what you're saying there. Just just picking up on one thing you were saying about your dad and you know kind of going on a journey where you kind of recalibrated, I suppose you could call it your your relationship with him. What, what did you do there? Was there a kind of a conscious process you went through to, to kind of rebuild that relationship? Yeah. Like the first few years was, was more of a conscious process. Um, I'd say the first kind of four or five years after my uncle passed away was just trying a lot harder um, and, and making it a priority to have a good relationship with him. Like I said, I didn't, you know, I just told myself, I don't know how much longer Mm. I'm going to, have him in my life and I knew that you know if I didn't tell him I loved him I'd regret it um and so it was just kind of working through that and 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 developing that relationship and really making an effort and then when I started doing my coach training and I and learning a little bit more about how the mind works and learning more about my psychology and, and um and universal psychology I guess um that had a huge impact it had a huge impact because I learned to not take my thinking so seriously. And, um, and, and that included my thinking around him. And I know I dropped a lot of, a lot of anger and a lot of resentment um, in general in my life when that, when I went through that process. So when I started to train to be a coach, what I didn't expect was just how much of an impact it had on me. And I, I know some people say that, you know, people get into coaching when they really need you know, coaching themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's an element of that, but I kind of felt that didn't apply to me because I'd already done so much personal development, you know, 10, 11, 12 years before I became a coach and I wasn't looking for personal development. I was really happy 
but that was a surprise when I did start to train to be a coach. I was like, wow, all that was just getting me to the starting line. Hmm. And so everything that I've done as a coach, you know, has, has improved, you know, or a lot of what I've done as a coach has improved my relationships, all, all of my relationships, including those with my, uh, my, both my parents. Um, and, um, I'm sure that's going to, I'm sure that's going to continue. You never get to the end point of that, you know, and, and something I tell other coaches is I, I find in this profession that personal development is professional development. You know, if you, if you're going to be a life coach, um, you know, th- there's a really strong element of walking your talk. And so, uh, you know, in, in the impact of the work that you do, and I, I certainly find that, that the more I, and, and my, my path is slightly different to what I was doing in my twenties, but the more I follow my path now and see more for myself and, and, and grow and, 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 and I, I like the term drop my misunderstandings around life and around people. The more I do that, the more not only does it affect me personally as, as a, as a father, as a husband, as a son, as a friend. Um, but it also affects me professionally, which, which I love. I think, I think it's great. It's kind of a double whammy that, you know, part of my job is to is to carry on my my own personal journey as well that's such a powerful message i think because um certainly i can recognize it in my in my own journey as well that that uh, it's an essential isn't it um for, for a coach to to be on that that journey of self-discovery and self-development um for them to 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 have more impact on their clients and if that stops then yeah i think it'd be very incongruent just another question about your, uh, you know, your relationship with your dad, Ankush. How, how do you? I mean, what, what's been unfolding in terms of him as a as a grandparent? Is he is he involved with your son and his life so far? Yeah, we we live quite far away from my parents. I think we're about three hours away at the moment. So um, we, we we don't get to spend as much time with them as we'd like. Um, but. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure your listeners can relate to this if, if they've got kids and they've got parents who are, who are alive as well, that, you know, grandparents tend to be very different than they were as parents. Mm. Um, and, and he's, he's kind of besotted with my, with my son. Um, and, and, and I've seen a real, uh, but, but you know what, to be fair, my, just as much as I've changed over the last, you know, 20 years or so and grown as a person, my dad's been on his own journey. and. I don't know if some of that is um, down to me. Some of it's just down to himself. Um, some people may know I, I used to do a podcast myself on relationships. And my dad listened to every single episode multiple times, mm. which I was really surprised about because he ne- he's not really into that. He's not really into personal development. You know, I'd buy him books when I was into personal development. He never read them. and And yet when I created this, this show about relationships he, he he would he would really listen to every every episode and he would tell me that it really helped him and so you know partly is that it's not only that but partly is that partly is just life partly is you know just getting getting older but but he's certainly changed a huge amount since since i was a teenager as a person in his own right and so that obviously carries on and affects his relationship with with my son which I, I hope they'll they'll develop and and uh, and we'll get stronger. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, that, I think it's such a 
such a beautiful point you're making about how um, everybody is in movement <laughs> mm. and not, not just ourselves and uh, the dynamics which can be difficult between ourselves and a parent can also have the opportunity to to mature and evolve over time they don't they don't stay they don't stay still they don't have to stay still no, no, they, do, mm. they do for some people so just um, switching tack a little bit um you know, you're you're uh, i think you're the dad with the youngest son i've had on the podcast so far in um in, in the episodes i've recorded so you know three months and um what I've been exploring with other dads is, you know, particularly in, in relation to their businesses, how they've been, we've been using the word balance, but balance often hasn't been the right word. Um, but, but I'm going to use it for now just to, to explain the question, how they find balance between their attention on their business and their attention on their on their child and their family. Um, what, what have you been seeing in, the, in these first three months about how that's playing out for you? Um... You know what? It, it, it's funny, and so many people have been telling me that, you know, oh, my son's so lucky, you know, because his dad's a coach, and um, I, I, I've made a point when people have asked me how's it going, to be real about it, and I'm I'm still a human being, and um, you know, there've been there've been some really tough moments, and you know, the first, not that there's anything wrong with him and touch wood. We were very lucky that he was born happy and healthy and he's a really good kid, mm. really good. You know, and, and people who've seen him have said, you know, um, you know, he's a very contented little boy. Um, you know, we, we know some, some parents who, who've had kids at the same time who, you know, aren't so fortunate. Um, so we're, we're extremely lucky that way. And, um, you know, there've been some really frustrating times for me, um, where, you know, you're just tired <laughs> and, uh, trying to balance everything as, as I'm sure everyone who's got kids can, can relate to. And so, you know, I've been telling people it's been really, really rewarding and it's been really, really difficult. And I, I think, you know, what's been helpful to me has, has been the ability to reset. I think that's been my biggest um, help that I've had from the work that I do professionally is that no matter what happens, no matter how tough things get with him, no matter how, how tough things get with my wife, because that's, that's been a challenge for, mm -hmm. for my wife and I to, to, to deal with each other when we don't have the time and space to just chat away at the evening and, you know, catch up and 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 we're well rested and all the rest of it so it, it's been you know to be able to have those low moments and um and then be able to reset and not take things personally you know th through through understanding that you know my feelings aren't a reflection of how hard parenting is or how difficult my partner is or how good or bad my kid is or um, how good or bad I am as a father, um, you know, we feel what we feel in the moment and it, and it passes. And again, that's something we can learn from our children, you know, especially when they're very young, that they might feel whatever they feel, they express it, they don't hold on to it. And, and then it, and then it's gone. 
And so for, for me, you know, realizing that in the same way, if I feel angry, I can feel angry. If I feel sad, I feel sad. If I feel upset, I feel upset. If I feel happy, I feel happy. And, and not trying to manage that emotional state is, mm. is really helpful because often, you know, you sleep on things and, and they're a lot better. Sometimes you don't even need to sleep on things and they're a lot better. Um, and that's, that's certainly been the case for me. So um, I'm, really, I'm sure if you ask me the question again, I'd, I'd answer it differently. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. so many things that I've learned in the first few months. Yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate you being real about it. And that's you know, very much my hope for this podcast is that we have dads coming on who are just real about what it is to parent and, and some of the ups and downs. I don't know if you, you're willing to share a bit more about, you know, what, what kind of the, the challenging sides have been for you. You've talked about sort of frustration and, and tiredness and not being able to connect with your wife so much if, if you know, time is shorter. But, but are there any other sort of themes of, that have emerged for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. That, I mean, there's, there's been a lot. There's been a lot I've, I've, I've felt. Um, I've said certain tiredness has kicked in. I, I used to love my, you know, working for myself one of the, the the perks of that has not been having to get up mm-hmm. ridiculously early um although i still was getting up pr- pretty early before he was he was born i liked getting up early in the morning but i had a really nice leisurely start to the day i had a good routine going to the gym um you know um keep doing stretches and stuff and you know eat my breakfast over you know reading I had a really good routine and I wouldn't start working until about half nine, 10 in the morning. Now, I, I work hard. Um, but, but, but I, I used to start the day doing stuff that I couldn't do when I worked in a corporate job mm. and have a bit more time to do that. And, and I'd walk my wife to the train station when she'd go to work and we'd have time together. It was a really nice routine. And then baby comes along and, uh, you know, broke, broken sleep. Um, uh, when I go to the gym, I, I, I actually the first few weeks went to the gym regularly because I didn't want to break the routine. I thought if I stop now, I'm, I'm that, that's it. I'm out for like a year or two, mm-hmm. and um, and so I went. But that caused arguments with my wife because she felt like I wasn't suffering along with her, right. um, and and that that was a challenge, um, you know, to um, to not take things personally because she was tired you know she was tired she'd just given birth she's got this little human that is um wanting all of her attention and and it you know there was a lot of challenge there for for me personally um you know and um you know i mean that that, i mean the and the other thing really was i i which i found was i I work from home so I, i i couldn't get away from Mm-hmm. you know from them and it, that's that might sound harsh but um you know as as he's got a little bit older and she's uh my wife takes him out and they have their little activities just having a few hours to myself during the day yeah. is really really great mm-hmm. um and, and again the, again the first few weeks it's like you know anytime he cries if he's kicking off I'd, I'd rush out to see if he's okay and was coming from the best place like is my wife okay does she need a hand is, is he okay but it was very distracting so it was trying to balance my systems and structure and routine which got thrown out the window alongside my tiredness alongside my wife's tiredness alongside no one gives you a man, manual on, on how to 
look after and baby and everyone's got different opinions yeah you know, everyone's got different opinions and they don't they don't shy from telling you what their opinions are yeah, um so i mean it's nothing it's nothing that most of the you know dads haven't been through i mean maybe me working from home is a little bit unique but again there's benefits of it some i know some dads who who were away really struggled being away from their child and go i wish i was at home so you know it's just it's just life um it's it's just life so you know i don't want to turn around and go well there was this one moment where blah blah you know you you get the usual stuff you get you get the being peed on you get the being pooped on um you know luckily i haven't been pooed on yet though my wife had that um you know i've i've had i've got really overprotective actually that that was one bit you know where you know maybe certain family members wanted us to do something and i just got oh and i look back now i was overly protective um and and didn't really think clearly but i mean these are all just it's just again like it's just life it's just situations and there might be situations that i deal with badly that someone else would be totally fine and situations that i deal with well that someone else would deal badly with but everyone's got their own unique flavor of that and um and, and we and we deal with it and and you know for, to anyone i'd say just just go and hang out with a bunch of your mates and if people really open up you know everyone's got mates who act in certain ways in certain areas of their life that we would think why do you do that for right so but but it makes sense to everyone and, and in the same mm. way certain things make sense to us but we yeah. work through it and, and one thing that i found is that it can either be something to torment myself with um or, or it can be an opportunity to learn and certainly i try and do that so you know where my wife and i have met, maybe argued or whatever like at one point we were just we got into this really bad routine of just switching the tv on you know at the end of the day like just mm. really sleeping and just knackered and then you know i just said to her the other day like maybe, maybe we'll just switch off half an hour earlier and just have some time for me and you and just get into bed earlier and just talk or whatever and and again it's just an opportunity to reset an opportunity to just come back um to to a bit of a clear head and, and work out a way forward and i think you know there's a saying that you know back in the day and a ridiculous saying which was people say well if you want to fix a relationship have a kid and um you know having had a child i can see it work both ways yeah i could see a child rip a couple apart um and and really expose you know the cracks in the relationship and the cracks in in themselves where they were you know unable or unwilling to see things differently but 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 also I th- I think it, a, a child can bring people together, and um, you know in in many ways I I feel closer to my wife now than I've than I've ever done before. I mean we we kind of said it half jokingly, half serious, but there's no way we can we can get away from each other, you know, <laughs> right? Even if we were to get divorced, we'd be in each other's lives forever yeah. Yeah, be- because good. of because of him. Um, and so it has been an opportunity to uh to bring us closer together um but uh but that but then that's life isn't it there's the, you you can you can approach anything that way so a lot, a lot of wisdom in that and a lot of realness which i really appreciate ankush um you touched on something that's kind of another theme i've been exploring with dads which is around um your sense of personal freedom and how that works within a relationship when you particularly when you have a child and i think you know you're talk, talking about your 
I, I was kind of reminiscing blissfully as you're talking about your morning routine <laughs> those days but I used to also have that kind of start to the day which is very different now and you know there's some enormous rewards in the time I get in the mornings hanging out with my boy and I know it won't be forever so kind of trying to cherish um the time that I have with him but there's also days when I think I just I just want to you know I'd love to just get out and do my own thing for a bit and yeah. and, and not have this and um yeah. yeah I just wonder how that's kind of evolving for you that, that sort of adjustment into your maybe what you understood as your your space yeah. and freedom within your, within your life yeah, I was, I was talking to my sister about this and she was reading a book about um, parenting in France. Um, and what she was telling, she was recommending the book to me and I've got such a long reading list. I was like, mm-hmm. she read it, give me the gist of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said the gist of the book was that in France, um, people don't put kids on a pedestal in terms of the kids don't take priority culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is kind of third hand now because I haven't read the book, but it, I think it was from someone who, you know, was British and then moved to France mm. or, or, or the other way around, something like that. And she said, you know, they found that French kids um, are, are much more well behaved than, than, than British kids. Um, and and uh, I don't know if this is scientific, but it might be an, an, an observational thing, but but just how it how it, how important it is for parents to have their own lives, and and so I think just just like it is for me, I I appreciate actually it's the same for my wife, um, and and you know it's much harder for her than it has been for me, um, but I think it's just it, it it's a it's a human thing, and and my wife and I were very open about this when we got married that when we 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 got together that we didn't want to lose our sense of personal identity as well, so you know i have gone away every year almost every year for a long 13 14 years i think now um on on a on a boys holiday um with with some of my friends from university and and last year i went as well two months before he was born mm-hmm. uh, there was a bit of a negotiation there but but it was a priority for me and it's a priority for me this year as well to do that um because you know that that's that's important to me and I, and I think it's important to maintain those relationships and those friendships that I have and, and to have my time and, and get away um I, th- I think that's really important mm. and 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 to me for my wife I mean I think we were married for about a year and she went on holiday without me for two weeks and um I, I don't know if that's unusual for other people but I know certainly amongst my friendship circle it's quite unusual um you know but it just didn't make sense for me business-wise to take two weeks off work i wasn't that bothered about going on holiday she really wanted to go um in the end her mom and dad went with her as well and they had a great time and and i feel and i thought it's it, it's fantastic you know in fact just before my um my my son um well before my wife got pregnant she went on holiday with her sister um, and we were just talking about it this morning and she went skiing and again she went without me you know and uh, they, her sister and her they had, had a great time and she really appreciated that so I think it's just a, it's it's a human thing to to really want that and I think it's really healthy right and I think it's it's useful for um, my son to have parents who are healthy mentally healthy and 
as stress-free as possible mm -hmm. and so i think if um you know if, if we can have you know a bit of our time which you can you know with, with a bit of planning and 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 um, prep and, and whatever and thinking about these things then it's it's certainly doable and that there's the there's the element of realizing holiday is not going to make you feel better because we've all been on holidays where we've looked forward to the holiday look forward to the holiday look forward to the holiday and then you get on holiday and you just get stressed about coming back off holiday and it's never enough so you know the, 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 there's, a, there's a balance to everything for, for sure and um, you, you know you know understanding that uh, whatever we we feel um, is 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 shifting and changing and and uh, is, is not a fixed thing and um, is is a reflection of how we're thinking about the circumstance of the person or, or, or the situation is really helpful um, but but that doesn't mean we need to put our kids on a pedestal and, and 100% all the time I think it's it's really important for us you know and there's there's the analogy and you know on, on the airplane you know before fitting mm your kids must fit yourself yeah you know your own must first and i think that i think that's true in a relationship and a marriage as, as a parent i think it's true as a friend a good maxim um, life. yeah you know across the board i i tend to think women have more of an issue with with this from what i found with my clients you know as as a generalization they tend to put other people before themselves they they tend to um you, you know um sacrifice um the the, the the mental health well-being uh, physical health for for their family for other people but then i think they secretly resent them but i think dads certainly can do that too mm. um but but i but i i think it's important for us to know that you know if uh, if you're not operating well then you, you're you're less useful as a father um than than uh you know, then, 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 if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, okay, not perfect, but it, but if you're in operating a little bit more rested, mm -hmm. you know, little, little things like when my wife and I, when, when, when he was first born, I would do the last feed of the day, and my wife would stay awake with me, and she would do her own thing, and then she was really tired, and then I just said, look, why don't we just get into bed earlier, and I'll get up, feed him. So my wife and I get into bed for nine, half nine, which is very early. We never used to do that before, mm -hmm. but, but it means that she gets a bit more sleep and she's rested. And I know when she's rested, that makes my life easier. Yeah. Right. And it, and it makes, and she's, she's a, better able to handle him. So it's kind of just a little bit of common sense there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course that doesn't mean turn into an absentee father um go out and get drunk all the time and you know there's, there's there's a common sense to this but it's um you know i think everybody really knows in their heart you know what could be useful for them you know and, and, and what they need and, and just applying some kind of sensible um common sense to that will will go a long way yeah yeah for sure well one thing I wanted to pick up on, I mean, you, you've been sharing how, you know, you have this understanding about how, what our feelings are telling us and, and how, how, how our psychology works, which is maybe different from, from you know, what many uh, traditional paradigms of psychology would suggest. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been exploring with dads, you know, their relationship with guilt and anger, because that kind of comes up quite often in the conversation. And people who, 
who come from the three principles community that we, we we're both in have a different slightly different take on this um but i've been i've been quite open in these podcasts saying that you know um although i've seen a lot in that direction there are times when i still feel um you know really kind of caught caught in moments of anger and um and, and guilt in relation to to being a dad and i just wondered how, how that's playing out for you ankush oh yeah like i mentioned earlier i'm, I'm human and you know with the work that you and i do and and this understanding of what's called the three principles i think one of the misunderstandings people have about this work is that when you understand how the mind works you'll never get upset or angry or guilty or or the level to which you do demonstrates a level to to which you understand the three principles and i think that's a that's a huge misunderstanding mm. you know we feel what we feel in the moment and if we could choose how we thought you know we'd all choose lovely positive uplifting happy thoughts most of the time um, and we wouldn't be choosing angry, anxious, insecure thinking. So it's not personal, uh, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned. And, and I've had those moments. I've had moments of guilt. I've had moments of anger. I've had moments of upset. That's okay, you know. And, um, you know, that I, I, uh, I know enough to not act and make any big decisions, you know, when, when, I'm, when I'm in those, those, those um, uh, those states of mind but um, you know I don't need to do anything about them you know that that's part of the problem and when I work with my clients um, you know and I, and I work with a lot of men I um, one of the things I point them to is you know what would happen if they stopped judging their own thinking and judging their own feelings and and stop trying to do it and, and the question i often get from people is well what do i do about this so what's you're telling me about how the mind works now what do i do what do i do and we're so stuck in a doing we're so used to like okay what's the strategy what's the technique do i have to meditate do i have to do? and no one ever we've never tried out not doing we're so used to doing that we've never just let ourselves feel what we felt and and kind of just witness it as much as we can and if we get caught out completely we get caught out but not judge it not not judge ourselves just let it let it be and um and and observe it and and let it pass on its own most people haven't done that but when they try you know they they give themselves a bit of their own power back you know because they're not they're not up in their heads trying to trying to manage their thinking trying to yeah. manage their feelings which is you know it, it, it's it's trying to it's trying to control the ocean currents or something it's just it's just not possible <laughs> yeah you know yeah you, okay. you, you, you can you can put up a you know in that metaphor you can put up a little wall to protect a part of the coastline right from from waves yes you can do that you can which is you can think certain things but um you 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 can't uh, you can't you can't manage the entire waves in the ocean it's just it's just not possible and we can't manage our thinking and so there's there's less to do than than people realize and so we, and, and so what i know is for the rest of my life as as a father i'm gonna have these moments of anger upset guilt um and that's okay and when i do have those moments now i don't tend to dwell in them for so long mm. um and and as i've spoken about earlier on about i'm, I'm able to reset um, quicker and quicker um, 
and sometimes not that's that's actually not true in general i'm able to reset quicker but sometimes i'm not and that's okay too yeah um but uh you know i'm doing the best that i can and you know i run these these immersion events for men we spend like six days going in deep on these retreats uh, <clears throat> and one of the things that i've seen come up and i've been doing these for five years and you know i do them twice a year and the thing that i see again and again and again with with men from i've had men come from canada to australia germany to slovakia i mean all over the place different ages the youngest guy is 17 and the oldest one was in his 50s right and across the board different cultures different ages men are so hard on themselves right and again this isn't about you know i don't tend to attract people who are looking for therapy or you know want to hold hands and sing kumbaya that's not the kind of retreat it is it's it's uh, it's very practical um and um, and yet I, I see it time and again men are really hard on themselves they're very judgmental of themselves and they don't talk about it um and so you know my understanding of how the mind works has been helpful for me to drop my own judgment of myself because i'm doing the best that i can right and so is everyone else and and especially when it comes to being a father there are there are probably better fathers than me out there i'm sure there are and i'm I'm sure there's worse fathers than me out there and judging myself and being hard on myself doesn't help me to become a better father right if anything it leads me to wallow in self-pity which makes me less useful as a father Uh, there's so much wisdom in that kind of last segment of what you shared and i think people will get a massive amount of value out of what what you've just been what you've just been saying there uh, Ankush, it really really resonated with me um this has been such a great conversation thank you for all you've shared um where, where can people find out a bit more about you uh the the best way to get hold of me at the moment is my my website which is ankushjane.co.uk and i'll, I'll spell that for you a-n-k-u-s-h-j-a-i-n.co.uk and I, there's little icons at the top so you can connect to me on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the usual things. Um, but if you want to get hold of me, just use the contact me page on the, on the website. Brilliant. And I'll include the links in the, in the show notes as well. It's been wonderful having you on the show. And um, thank you for sharing all your insights on this, uh, the early part of your journey to fatherhood. And um, it was great also hearing your story from before fatherhood as well, because I learned some new things about you. And uh, uh, there, was, there was so much, rich, so many riches in that. So thanks again, Ankush. You're most welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, you're welcome.